welcome to the People Around Town Community Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Michael Cropper, and I'm really happy to bring you this podcast. My purpose is to connect with people from all backgrounds and let them share a little of their story. Everyone has a story to tell. Everyone has life worth living, and we can all create more joy in our lives. I want to hear other stories so we can learn from each other. If you are interested in sharing about yourself, please go to peoplearoundtown.com and send me a message. Today's conversation is with Dr. Lane Leinbaugh. I'm so happy that Dr. Leinbaugh reached out to me on Instagram and we had this opportunity to connect. She is the author of I'm Sober, Why Is Life Still Hard? Keys to Your Unique Journey. There is something for everybody in this conversation with Lane. Thank you, Lane. Enjoy the listen. Okay, I'm here with Dr. Lane Leinbaugh, doctor of chiropractic medicine. Yes. Um, Thank you for having me over and and being willing to talk with me. Absolutely. On this People Around Town podcast. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Um, The first question, Lane, I walked in, I just met you. You just have a lot of happiness, it seems like. Um, I see a lot of of groundedness, uh, connectedness. Um, so I'm grateful I even feel that from you, just, just meeting you. Thank you, that's a big compliment. Um, so I start this out just by asking you, Lane, what brings you joy in your life? Wow. Well, so one of the things that I learned on my journey was that we spend a lot of time and especially in our society has has done this sort of dangerous thing in teaching us that it's joy and happiness at all costs okay okay and so i spent a lot of time chasing joy and a lot Mm. of time chasing happiness and thinking that i did not have permission to be sad mad angry um guilty ashamed as a matter of fact because part of my story is sobriety as a matter of fact when i got sober i didn't know the range of emotions okay okay so joy now is something that i know i get to to experience yeah but it does i don't try to make it stay around yeah so i have the full range of emotions of emotions yeah um so joy though um is pretty cool in that i get to experience that and like, it's really a lot about so many simple things for me. Yeah, I love trail running and being with my little dog and pet sitting other dogs and spending time with close friends and family. I love to read. I really am kind of a brain geek. So <laughs> I like to learn. Uh-huh. And um, nature is probably one of my biggest joys, hence living in this area. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of really cool places around here. Yeah. What's your favorite place around here? Ooh, uh, I really like to, I like to head up off Peavine. Okay. And just go soak it in. Okay. Peavine's a little dry for me sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. Like in the springtime when it's green, that's like, it'll make a perfect bike ride, but it gets dry. It does get dry. But yeah, it is cool. I have special places up the the canyon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's a magical tree. (laughs) 
So, which I haven't visited that tree in a while. I better go. Okay. Yeah. A reminder to go visit your magical tree. Yes, thank you. I think it's important to have those spots. It's important. Yeah. Cool. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey. Well, um, you know, I just turned 56, so... Okay. How, like, do you want to narrow that down a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a certain part of that that, that your listeners you think want to know about? Or um, do, do I just get to pick? You get to pick, and it's like, it's like, where have you been and where are you at in your life now? Mm. Well... I, I grew up this I think this is part of what kept me so that through the um, ravages and the struggles of eating disorders and uh, substance abuse yeah being from the country so growing up in this type of area about three and a half hours north of here herding cows riding rodeo and running we had 40 acres plus to to just explore yeah. So having that always to come back to, even if it was in my mind, I think kind of saved me in many, many ways. Okay. Okay. So so that's a little bit about where I come from. I moved to the big cities. I did all the let's go to Hollywood and party. Um, and then seven years ago, I chose, chose a path of sobriety. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I somehow managed to get the, the degree in chiropractic. Uh, I think that was partly in... Before you chose sobriety. Before I chose sobriety. I think that's partly in that I was never an ev- everyday substance abuser. Okay. I was more of a binger. So oh, your dog is licking my phone. Oh, dear. It must taste good. <laughs> must taste good. That ought, ought to sound good. <laughs> um, is that, that you know, I'm, I was a binger type person. Okay. Okay. So... I would clean up, be able to do things. Uh And so somehow got that degree and a lot of other things too through through these uh, ebbs and flows, I guess you would call them, in in that path. And uh, so then finally I said, I I can't do this, not one more day. Mm -hmm. And that was, it'll be seven years in February. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, biggest biggest act of self love ever that's, up to that point. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thanks. And um, and so then that's been a bit of a struggle as well as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not all unicorns and rainbows, even though I think we kind of think that okay, now I've done the right thing. Yeah, you. I mean, you you just showed me this book. I'm sober. Why is life still hard? Keys to your u- unique journey, and I wrote that in. A answer to the the struggles that people have and that traditional methods didn't really give me what I was looking for okay okay so I traditional did, methods for what for sobriety for sobriety I, I got sober on my own okay went to 12 step after about three months and it was great I met a, a lot of sober friends okay but it did not it did not give me the answers that I was looking for. Okay. Um, which were what? Which were, and I didn't even know that until until I found myself about three years sober. Yeah, isn't that like, sometimes the hardest thing is, well, what are the answers am I looking for? Right. You don't know was, until you find them. I'm like, okay, this is great, sure. but it's not what... I, I want, I'm in pain, I'm a financial mess, I have no idea about my emotions, 
and what is next for me. So what did you find out? So I found a training and uh, with the combined restorative yoga and coaching. Okay. And that showed me, that opened up a whole new world. And that's the keys, what she taught us are in the book. Okay. Yeah. And um, like, what did that, generally, what did that give you? So that gave me a sense So being, um, people that struggle with substance abuse and eating disorders uh-huh. really don't want to be in our bodies. Okay. Okay, so we're not grounded. So when you give me a compliment saying that I'm grounded, I'm like, wow that somebody actually thinks I'm grounded. Yeah. Because that was not the case. Yeah, you've worked at it. I worked hard at it. Uh, so learning that my body's not the enemy, that it's actually my friend and it has its own language. Uh-huh. And that all the emotions have messages. Yeah. And they're all profound. Yeah. And and I can just go, oh wait, I'm feeling angry. Okay, what boundary's been crossed? Mm-hmm. What needs to, what is it? Did I cross a boundary or did somebody else cross a boundary or am I on somebody else's mat? Yeah. That's, or do, is it my perception or is it really something that happened, you know? Right. Yeah. So. And I can question my thoughts. I can say, is that true? The stuff that I'm thinking, is that mm-hmm. even true? Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like a big part of it is, okay, I'm going to start being in my body and listening and experiencing it. And accepting this experience that I'm having. Is that a lot of it? That's a lot of it. Uh, I can't. I think people can read this stuff. And we think about this stuff. And until you probably have somebody to walk you through a bit of it. Yeah. Um, it might still be a bit of a mystery to a lot of people. Uh-huh. Uh, at least that's my experience. Maybe sure. I need a little more help than others. Sure. But... Well, we all need help in different ways. And that's okay. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, is is being able to take I call it the power of pause. Take that moment and go. Okay, what what kind of question do I need to ask here? Is this an emotional question? Is this a mind question? Is this a soul question? Is this a body question? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and that's how I help other people. So what with your sobriety, then three years in, you started to find answers to your questions of, you know, how, how do I live a, a life that's healthy and fulfilling? Is that kind of the answer kinda, that you found? Kind of. Well, like, I, I am at, you know, I was actually sitting here where yeah. we're sitting and I can just remember thinking there has got to be more than, than this mm-hmm. to the rest of my life. Yeah. There just really has. And I would look around and this is not saying anything about anybody else's experience it was just what i observed i would look around these rooms of of 12 step and i thought i cannot live this gray little life mm-hmm. and not that anybody else feels that about their life but to me it was there was just has to be something more okay and that those tools gave me gave me that that's awesome okay yeah. i'm sober why is life still hard Keys to your unique journey. Sounds like a good book for everybody. <laughs> it, it, it's a tools everybody can use. Yeah. Yeah. It's not exclusive to those yeah. of us that yeah. have the, these special gifts. <laughs> awesome. So um, is there anything else back in your past, a defining thing, maybe struggle, maybe good thing, but something defining that made you who you are? 
It's so funny. September 23, that's my birthday. And if you, there's that birthday book out there. I don't know, but it, the author took, did a study of all like 44,000 people of the same birthdays. Okay. And, and then um, characteristics that they all had. And so my day is the day of the breakthrough. And I think I have breakthroughs all the time. Awesome. It's very interesting. So, of course, sobriety was a huge defining moment. If I had to say anything about the rest of it, it's tenacity. So not, not a moment per se, just a theme okay. of, you know, I would fall down. I'd be like, I'm going to quit this and then fall down and do it again. Okay. And get back up again. And that seems to be just who I am. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to stop. You're just not going to stay down. I'm just not staying down. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess I built a lot of muscle. Yeah. 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 And so that, I think it's probably a defining characteristic mm-hmm. more than a moment. And then, but then that's how I get to help other people. Because a lot of the people when I'm helping them that I work with, you know, I get to be the strength for them mm-hmm. until they can do it themselves. Because sometimes they can't stand back up. So what, what, what do you do? What do you recommend for people who have a hard time standing back up? This is where beautiful coaching questions come in, yeah. such as uh, what is getting in your way? We're going to start there. What's stopping you? And then, so we always want to, instead of, because I'm not, it may appear that it's all positive thinking and stuff, but that's not my MO. I feel like it's, um, oh, what is, it's a bit offensive. Sometimes when people have been through really, really hard things. To just try and be positive. To just, oh, you should think positive. Yeah. 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 It's, mm, mm, mm. you know, I've wanted to punch people in the nose. I hear that. I mean, I, I, can I share something personal? Please. I was in college and um, someone very dear to me had just passed away uh, a couple of weeks. And I was walking through the, the library and some girl stands up and like gets my face and like, you should be happy today. You should be happy. And I'm just like, who the hell are you? Who are you? And I just, I didn't know what to say though. Because yeah. I was in a place of mourning. Mm-hmm. Like I was hurting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to deal with my hurt. So I just like, uh, okay. And mm-hmm. I kind of smiled and walked, walked along. But yeah, it's yeah. very offensive. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think the first step is acceptance of of everything. Right. You know? Right. So I love that you pointed that out at, even at the very beginning when I said, what brings you joy? I was like, well, you know, it's about everything. It's about all of <laughs> it's it. It's about acceptance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And in your story, the, the, the learning that we get to do, because maybe now we're, would the, were that to happen to you today, you've reflected enough and could have said something like, okay, I can appreciate that. And you actually have no idea what I'm going through. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's not mean. Uh, however, we really have to honor, you know, cause it, I feel, I feel like the whole 
um, positive thinking and law of attraction can do people a great disservice. Hmm. How so? In, in that, well, you're just supposed to buck up. Okay. okay. So it sounds like if people are not accepting and actually processing what's going on, and if they take that and they're just kind of like dismissing it, then it's the disservice. Right. We say that's yeah. That's when that's happening. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't feel it. Um, it's it's it, it invalidates the experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now there's a difference of wallowing. Yeah. And oh, I should just or what you know? I think the term is spiritual bypassing or whitewashing. Now sure. you know because uh, we we just don't want to do that I just that heard that ourselves. term for the first time. You spiritual did? Spiritual bypassing. It's like, <laughs> we make lots of terms for things. I right? know. It's <laughs> a, like, yeah. Um, so we won't get into that much because I might get in trouble with, <laughs> I might with figuring out my definitions. <laughs> yeah. I'm there with you on that. <laughs> right? Um, but we want to validate the person's experience and say, absolutely. So this maybe will make a distinction between the difference of positive. Come here, buddy. Oh, he just needed a little bit. A little Pepper. bit of encouragement. Do okay. Um, distinction between positive thinking and actual mindset work. Okay, so positive thinking is the, oh, everything's going to be okay. Um, just put a happy smile on your face, no matter what, which does not allow for the truth. Yeah. It actually disconnects us from our experience and disconnects us basically from learning. Yeah. Mindset says, oh, I feel I'm having an experience. This is sucky. What do I need to do? And then, how do I come up with the gold? Okay. How do I take this? I'm going to go down deep because this experience, I'm going to get the best out of this that I possibly can. Yeah. And I'm going to get the most muscle out of this. Because we don't want to, as you're talking about your friend, we would almost be um, not honoring their memory mm -hmm. if we don't. Get the gold out of that experience. Yeah. And I, I mean, we do that a lot also in passing, not quite as severe, but, you know, walking, walking along and says, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing fabulous. And, and sometimes I see that. I'm like, that's BS. I, I, I know you're not doing fabulous, <laughs> but you're supposed to say that. So that's mm, what you're saying. That's what you you're know? saying. Yeah. So. I don't know what to do about that, like culture at large or, may, you know, because you can't necessarily unload right there when someone says how you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I grappled with that for a long time and I feel like, and I have no idea who said this, but uh, I'm, I'm struggling and I'm working on it. Something like that so that you honor yeah. what you're actually going through. Yeah. It's okay if you don't listen. It's fine, but you know I'm working. I'm, I'm working through something. Yeah. 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 So you had talked about right now. You work a lot with people with eating disorders. I do. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. Because you said, I mean, I haven't in my own circle. I haven't been around 
people with eating disorders, you know, since um, since like high school and college. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have an eating disorder. I don't know. I try. I try the fad diets, but you know, I I don't think it consumes me. Right. But um, like, you know, keto diet, low carb diets. For me, it's about what makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. But what what goes on? You say this is on the rise. It, it is on the rise. Um... Sadly, because I kind of thought it was it was the you know the thing in the eighties, mm-hmm. and that uh, I was going to be stuck with it forever. In that, um, for my own experience, you know, I went from that to drugs that made me not eat, and then to extreme dieting in between. I even had a, ran a weight loss program in my chiropractic clinic, and um, when I got sober. It was about eight months in and I, I got injured and I lost my mind. It was almost all the way back except for the actual practices of bulimia. Okay. Um, but I was starting to try all these other diets again and, and panicking. It's like always this underlying panic. And, uh, and so this, those tools that I told you about, the working with the body and working with the emotions and I found a um, phenomenal coach that works with people in the way that I do, as well as she's um, a psychologist. And she works with people with eating disorders. No, I met her in the restorative yoga coach program. She was one of the master trainers, so it was recommended we work with somebody, so it was pretty obvious to me who I would pick. Uh, And she has been instrumental in helping me walk through that. And uh, so the experience for other people, what I'm seeing now is that um, with the social media and all the images people are exposed to, mm-hmm. okay, that it's actually on the rise because more and more people are thinking, wow, you know, that is the ideal thing image that I'm supposed to look like, not knowing that that image has been photoshopped 1500 times and that those, that's their job. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then there is because everybody's in a panic with the obesity epidemic and, and under 5% of people lose weight and keep it off on these fad diets. So then they feel like a failure yeah. and really underlying all of this and under the majority of addictions, I, well, all of them, is this piece of disconnection. So it's on the rise because we're behind our screens and we're behind our phones and we're feeling less and less connected and more and more isolated. Okay. Okay. So. So. So what do we do about that? Well, that's a great question, isn't it? Yeah. Um, one, uh, for, for my rec- recommendation is you just find somebody to walk you through it, okay? You find somebody who has experienced and knows your problem inside and out. And specifically for Specifically eating for eating disorders or food addiction, diet obsession, they all go together. Yeah. They're just variations. Yeah. And have somebody help you. Okay, so that you don't spend, you don't wake up at 49 and say, oh my gosh, what is going on in my life? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, take care of it now, do what it takes, spend what it takes, and, and 
get free of these these messages because these diets this is part of it is they may have worked for that author of that book and several other people but it's not unique to you right. so every time we follow somebody else's plan right we're discounting we're dishonoring our own voice mm-hmm. and everybody's so different Maybe this piece works and this piece works, but we've got to learn to listen to our own mm-hmm. inner wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as far as diet, what works for you? What What do you eat? Can I ask that? <laughs> you can totally ask that. <laughs> that acts great. Thanks for asking that. That's super fun. For me, um, well, let me, I'll tell a little story around it. So it's been a really heavy work time for me yeah. for since July. And I knew that priority was my business. So I knew that my fitness and health wasn't going to be top tier like it usually is. Okay. And I also just have been coming off a, an injury. And I was like, okay, that's going to be okay. I will maintain. Well, then last, it was just last week when I thought, okay, that, that's enough. I do not feel good in my body, right? But I'm not panicking because I know there's nothing to panic about mm-hmm. anymore. And I thought, Lane, you know exactly what to do. You know what messes with your metabolism the most, and that's coffee first thing in the morning before I've eaten anything. So just stop. So it just stopped. Mm-hmm. I just stopped. I need to eat something. I can have coffee a couple times a week. If if what I want is to feel good in my body, that's not an option. No okay. coffee. No coffee. Maybe some after I've had some food. Um, and so I, I um, have three meals a day and I'll have some snacks. I do very little sugar, mm-hmm. but I do have some. Yeah. Because that's what, I don't, uh, I don't ever want to be restricted again. Most people with eating disorders don't Yeah. when we've come through that yeah. restrictive thing. So lots of fruits and vegetables and I have some meat and eggs and I love potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like being very clear with yourself, I'm going to have three meals a day and I'm going to take care of myself. Yes. And prioritizing that. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's not a plan and it's not um, anybody else's idea. Uh, it's, it's pretty basic nutrition, mm-hmm. right? Where, I mean, I, this is, I had this conversation with my mom and some of my clients the other day. I'm like, when did people become afraid of a piece of fruit? Yeah. How's that even okay? It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Yet... I went for 10 years, probably having one serving of fruit a week. Hmm. Back, back You before. were afraid of fruit. I was afraid of fruit. Okay. So I guess I can see how we've all gotten. Yeah. Yeah. Did I answer your question? Or is that like the long way around? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that answered my question just fine. Yeah. Another thing is uh, you talked about we're disconnected in front of our screens. What do you see as, I don't know, a cultural remedy for that in the future? Um, How do you personally find community in your life? 
great question. There's a book that I reference often, and it's Anamkara, which is means soul friend. So it's Anamkara, a book of Celtic wisdom by the late poet John O'Donohue. And he had, the whole book is just beautifully written, but he talks about the difference between solitude and isolation. So I think each person's definition of that would be very helpful. Yeah. For me, I don't find that I feel very isolated very often. Okay. Okay. However, I do need to also watch that. Okay. Because I do work from home Mm -hmm. and I could very easily be here and not see anybody for three days Mm -hmm. if that. But I make sure I see friends. I go on runs with friends. I walk. I walk the neighborhood for miles, mm-hmm. so that I see people. And um, and then I am in quite a few um, very active groups now on Facebook. Okay. Which, in a way, at first I thought, oh, "Wow, is this is this counterintuitive? Is this counter to what you're even saying?" But I found a ton of community in there. Cool. Which is really cool. That is really cool. So that that's a remedy. Um, I run my programs where there's live calls. So that's very connecting for everybody. Okay. Okay, so that's not just behind the screen. But I really encourage people to go do what you love and build a community around that. Cool. Okay. Yeah, technology is a two-edged sword. We can use it to disconnect or we can use it to connect it in connection. a ways that have never been possible before. Right? So I love that. Yeah. Um, find your community. And if it doesn't exist, create it. Make one. So that's yes. pretty cool. Yes. I think you just answered the question. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. How, how would you suggest someone go about creating a community? Because it sounds like you've created community. I have. Online. Yeah. I have. So uh, how, how do you do that? Well, I created a Facebook group. Okay. Okay. The Tao of Food Freedom and Flow. So for anybody listening. Oh, cool. The Tao of Food Freedom and Flow. And that's Tao is T-A-O. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, of Food Freedom and Flow. And people could, you could go search for a group with things you're interested in. Or just, it's so easy to create a group. Sure. On Facebook. Um, How do you get people there? And you just start inviting your friends. Uh-huh. If you have a budget, you could create an ad sure. to your group. Sure. Um, create an event. And it, it's again, it's a back to that. You've got to just flip the thinking on its head. Because I had to when yeah. I first was exposed. I was like, but I don't want to be on the in the Facebook group. And then I said, what if, what if Facebook is the most level playing field for connecting with people all over the planet yeah. instead of something that's going to disconnect, disconnect me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cool. they can do that's... that. And I would highly recommend that you also go face-to-face groups and sure. Right. There's sure. lots of meetups and sure events and concerts and shows have you gone to any meetups here in reno i have yeah i have i went to there was an entrepreneur's one and um i've been wanting to get to the she recovers one okay um and i just went to a celebrate recovery gala where we got all dressed up and that was super fun um sounds cool yeah well i really appreciate that um 
I guess me personally, what I get from that is just a reminder to create the world that you want. Create you know? the world you want. And encouragement. Like if um, me or anyone else has a desire to do something, just try it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And if anybody's wondering, obviously they can reach out to you yeah. because we're like-minded. Yeah. It sounds like they can reach out to you, reach out to me. Yeah. And you do. Uh, where do people find you? I I would say right now because my website, as a matter of fact, this very evening is being worked on again. Okay. Uh, you could email me, and it's just Lane Linebaugh at gmail dot com, and that's L A Y N E L I N E B A U G H. Okay. Uh, at Gmail. Or if you want to actually have a conversation with me about eating disorders and food addiction and diet obsession, it's um, lanelinebaugh.com forward slash apply. Okay. Okay. So www.lanelinebaugh. Do you still do chiropractic stuff? Not really. Not really. But I've gotten, I I get to. You do it all. (laughs) I take all that knowledge and. It's all in everything. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for talking with me and and being on this podcast. Yes. Thank you. And being part of the community and uplifting parts. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. All right, Paul. That's it for this episode of the People Around Town Community Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Feel free to subscribe on iTunes. Love it. Leave a review. Or go to peoplearoundtown.com and leave a comment. I would love to hear from you. Have an awesome day.